Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. Welcome to the playoffs. TCU versus Michigan, Georgia versus Ohio State. Stetson Bennett goes for back-to-back national championships, and you can be ready for all the action with BetOnline Sportsbook. Use our promo code BLEAV50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to get a 50% welcome bonus using the link in the description to this episode. BetOnline, where the game starts. Good evening, good afternoon, or good night. However, and whenever it is, you may be listening. Thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast live on the Believe Podcast Network. Except it isn't live because it's a podcast. Welcome in, everybody. It is Tuesday, January 3rd, according to my count. It may not be that according to your count, but we appreciate you stopping in however and whenever it is that you may be listening. If you've been listening to our show pretty consistently over the past few days, uh, you know that we were prepared to come here and do a Buffalo Bills versus Cincinnati Bengals post-game show, which brings us to today's episode, which is, of course, the biggest story anywhere in, I guess, American entertainment at this point, which is uh, Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin suffering an apparent cardiac arrest on the field against the Cincinnati Bengals. We're going to say apparent cardiac arrest because at this point, we don't have all the information available. It is currently 7.25 West Coast time on Tuesday night. It's approximately 90 minutes after DeMar Hamlin went down in the Bills versus Bengals Monday night football game. We're going to proceed here without much information, and so what I want to do first and foremost is lay out the information as it's presented right now. If you're listening to this, it means that within the next couple hours, there hasn't been a major development as it relates to the condition of DeMar Hamlin, and all of the logistical parts of this story have been taken care of. So what I want to begin with is talking about the circumstances at 5.55 p.m. West Coast time. Uh, Tamar Hamlin collapsed on the field after uh, making a tackle on a play uh, at about the 5-minute and 58-minute mark of the first quarter. Uh, they went to commercial break on the broadcast. They went to another couple commercial breaks on the broadcast. They returned after nine minutes, and acknowledged that uh, they were administering CPR on the field for approximately two and a half minutes to DeMar Hamlin with uh, immediate first responder personnel on the field. This was followed up 
with more breaks in the in-between, not a lot of information to present. ESPN goes uh, to their studio programming. We wait for more information to develop. And after approximately 30 minutes, it was reported that at 6.20 p.m. West Coast time, which is 25 minutes after he initially collapsed, Joe Daneman, who works for Fox 19 in Cincinnati, he was at the stadium, he reports that, quote, I'm told DeMar Hamlin has a pulse, but is not breathing on his own. He is being transported to UC, which is the medical center at the University of Cincinnati. Uh, Needed AED and CPR on the field, which had been reported on the Fox broadcast coming out of their fourth commercial break, uh, or coming out of their third commercial break approximately nine to ten minutes after the initial collapse. Uh, And then five minutes later at 6.25 p.m. West Coast time, 30 minutes after the initial collapse, DeMar Hamlin and his family, uh, the ambulance leaves with them, headed to UC, which was approximately two miles away from the stadium. And then we have a period uh, where the, we'll we'll get to the football side of it in a second, but as it relates to uh, his condition, Trisha Mackey. Uh, also a Fox 19 in Cincinnati at 6.53 p.m. West Coast time, so 58 minutes after DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field. Uh, Trisha Mackey reports, quote, I am told that DeMar Hamlin has been intubated and is currently listed in critical condition. The status of DeMar Hamlin being in critical condition was confirmed by uh, Brian McCarthy, who uh, his Twitter handle is NFLPR guy. Uh, and I know that sounds like a parody account, but he is the NFL League Office public relations official. And uh, the NFL statement confirms uh, that DeMar Hamlin is in critical condition at the UC hospital. Uh, here's the full statement from the NFL. Tonight's Buffalo Bills-Cincinnati's game, Bengals game has been postponed after Buffalo Bills-Demar Hamlin collapsed, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell announced. Hamlin received immediate medical attention on the field by team and independent medical staff and local paramedics. He was then transported to a local hospital where he is in critical condition. Our thoughts are with DeMar and the Buffalo Bills. We will provide more information as it becomes available. The NFL has been in constant communication with the NFL Players Association, which is in agreement with postponing the game. And again, that was at 7.07 West Coast time. And DeMar Hamlin, uh, currently at 7.35 West Coast time, about 28 minutes later, there has not been a new development as it relates to DeMar Hamlin. So I presume that if you're listening to this, there has not been a major development in the past few hours. And that is all of the accurate and up-to-date information with which we can provide, fully acknowledging that we don't have enough information to talk about this circumstance as it relates to his status and well-being. That is the information with which we can present. So... With that information available on the front end here, the next thing that I want to attempt to do in this circumstance is to empathize and humanize with this situation as it relates to people with a close connection to DeMar Hamlin and people watching at home who potentially experienced a traumatic event. And... There, If you want to hear better analysis on the fly and controlling emotions, I'd recommend checking out Booger McFarland on the, um, on the ESPN 
broadcast talking about players' perspective. Ryan Clark on ESPN talking about the players' perspective. Uh, there's a number of good tweet threads you can find from members uh, now of the media who used to be former players talking about the status of DeMar Hamlin. And you don't have to look far to find people empathizing and humanizing with this situation because this is an incredibly traumatic situation for someone who has a personal relationship with DeMar Hamlin because it's traumatic even for people watching at home who watch football as an entertainment vehicle and then are jarred when a player collapses on the field and in an absence of information, um, you know, people were, at least from who I could tell, respectable as it relates to like, oh, we don't have enough information, so we're just going to wait. And that's kind of, that's the responsible thing to do in circumstances like this. At the same time, emotions are complicated, emotions are difficult, and so your your mind potentially goes to the worst possible circumstance and you have all these feelings, uh, whether it's a stress of a fight, flight, or freeze response uh, of a circumstance of trauma where players uh, obviously are visibly crying on the field and people with plo- close personal connections to DeMar Hamlin are physically crying at the instant traumatic impact of seeing someone collapse on the field whom you care about. And that's an incredibly, incredibly difficult circumstance to find yourself in and even myself who is is numb to a lot of these circumstances as it relates to football I too was taken a step back by seeing the reaction to everyone talking about DeMar Hamlin and the concern of the Buffalo Bills players which I felt ESPN again not enough information to discern at this point I felt ESPN did a responsible job in reporting the information and continuing along the broadcast in an impossible situation and at the same time felt they didn't need to go back to the crying reactions of the Buffalo Bills players. At the same time, understanding that this is a very difficult and traumatic situation, I don't think there's enough information to begin second-guessing the process, whether it come to media broadcast and responsible journalism, or whether it comes to the NFL's decision to play or not play the game, and the players ultimately making the call that there is no way that this game is going to continue because, uh, as was well articulated by Taylor Twellman of ESPN, who connected the dots to the uh, Christian Eriksen cardiac arrest that happened in uh, Denmark and world soccer uh, a couple of years ago, you can point to a situation like that where those players want to be at the hospital. Those players want to be able to console each other and heal from an incredibly traumatic event um, that humans are not used to experiencing, whether that's uh, a combination, like a, a very traumatic and stressful event in which you don't have enough information about this person who could have been you and could have been someone who you and is someone who you really, really care about and love. That is an incredibly traumatic situation, especially in a sport that for years and years we have correlated to being modern gladiators. It's an incredibly difficult situation where bodies are on the line, minds are on the line, the science is present, we know that this is the case, and people still go into the arena and battle it out, often competing for the slimmest of margins, for the slimmest of resources, for the excesses of resources and the slimmest of resources at the same time. It's an incredibly stressful and difficult situation to find yourself in, and you add a traumatic circumstance like a player who a second ago was making a tackle 
on a Bengals wide receiver and the next second is collapsed on the field, uh, that's an incredibly traumatic and stressful situation. So this has been well articulated where the players made the call to not continue the game. If it were up to the people in positions of power in the sport, they would treat football with the same sort of barbaric culture that they've treated many circumstances before, whether it's a global pandemic, whether it's what happened with Javon Belcher in Kansas City, whether it's Sean Taylor and his death in Washington, traumatic events happen and the NFL keeps moving on. This was a circumstance with very little precedent and one that ultimately it was the player's call to not continue to play that football game as any human being under normal circumstances would go through if there weren't all this pressure to continue pushing forward um, in a way that feels barbaric and feels akin to wars of the 19th and 20th century where we are talking about literal life and death matters along a a massive scale of people. And uh, obviously we're talking about this within the context of entertainment and yet you have a, a similar circumstance that leads to an incredibly traumatic and stressful event. And I can't imagine the pain that those players and those uh, coaches and, and personnel staff and the family of DeMar Hamlin and uh, people like Blake Jude even who was at the stadium in Cincinnati on that night. It's difficult to quantify exactly what that circumstance uh, looks like and, and what that feels like. And so the best that we can do in that circumstance is work to empathize with those people. And first and foremost, that's the most important thing to point to. And that's the best I can offer in the circumstance that appears to be incredibly traumatic and something that we don't have enough information for, regardless of being right or wrong or trying to discern information, the best thing you can do under these circumstances is support and empathize people who are going through a very traumatic situation. And most of us don't know someone who is personally affected by this situation. Most of us don't know someone who happens to know DeMar Hamlin or know a Buffalo Bills player who might be personally affected by this and have a personal relationship with this situation. And at the same time, you don't need to have a personal relationship to be empathetic. Perhaps someone you know who has reached out or has posted something on social media about this has a personal connection to this because they have experienced trauma and stress themselves akin to what many Buffalo Bills players are. While this is a unique situation to football, this is not a unique situation to the human experience. And and people have been through circumstances like this that bring back trauma and bring back stress, and they want to share their stories and be heard as a possibility to give support to someone else. And so even if you don't know someone who's personally affected in this situation, seek out someone who feels this level of pain, has empathized with the people in this situation, and maybe take the time to empathize with them and take the time to learn a little bit more about what they are experiencing, how they handled a similar situation, what kind of traumas and stresses exist in their past, Um, because sometimes people just want to be heard in these circumstances to help other people and work them through the process. That's how many people, as they work through grief and work through pain, come out of these circumstances and so I think it's incredibly important to seek out people who you think might be in such a circumstance and I mean a lot of us have personal connections to this just simply of the fact of in an absence of information and hearing someone being administered CPR and having a defibrillator on the field to try and restart their heart 
that's a circumstance that is incredibly, incredibly scary with the absence of information because your mind goes to all of the different possibilities in this situation. And while it's not journalistically credible to talk about death or journalistically credible to talk about cardiac arrest and quality of life, that's not what the conversation right now should be about. And in the absence of information, we're not going to dive deeper into those possibilities. At the same time, these are very real and very valid thoughts that a lot of people, even just watching at home, are starting to contemplate. And this is a situation where it brought people out from all sorts of corners of the world, whether it be on social media, whether it be in conversations and group chats, whether it be people texting each other about a traumatic situation that um, people don't know how to handle and perhaps the best way to deal with it is just to engage with other people. I mean, everyone was stopped and everyone was following this case within the football world. And so I think that taking the time to empathize similarly to how I'm sure Buffalo Bills players really need that support right now on a personal level, there are people who are a couple of steps removed who have dealt with similar situations. And even if you aren't personally affected by this, you can still provide support just by listening and being empathetic. And regardless of what people are saying, not being worried about whether something is right or wrong, but more so just being there to feel what the person is going through and be there as a support system. Practicing empathetic listening is something that's very important. And if you're someone who might need a circumstance like this or need someone to talk to about something like this, you can reach out to anyone. And if you're listening to this show, you can find me on social media. If this personally connected to you and you feel like this is a traumatic situation that you want to talk out a little bit, reach out to me on social media. There's links in the description to this episode. DMs are open in different places. Uh, I hope that I'm not the only person you could point to to talk about such a situation. And uh, also, I understand that this is a very difficult situation to work through. And so I will offer myself up as a person if you want anything to talk about under these circumstances, or if you don't have any social medias like Instagram or Twitter, um, wherever you're listening to it on this podcast, just leave a comment uh, on the show with some information if that's something that you feel so inclined to discuss. So that is the latest information as it relates to Damar Hamlin and empathizing and trying to be the best person that you can be in for someone else in this circumstance. Again, it is currently 7.48 p.m. Uh, if you're listening to this, it means that there was not a dramatic development overnight. Uh, so at this point, the most accurate information that we have at our availability is out. Again, the players stepping in to call off the game. Uh, with more information as time goes along, we'll be able to dissect and maybe learn more about the process of what happens in such a traumatic event because uh, in a way this is an unprecedented situation in terms of uh, having a game postponed and stopped in such a way uh, even though the NFL has gone through many such situations in the past. I'm also going to link into this episode as kind of a, a broader conversation because whenever we have traumatic situations as such, I like to bring out what is the like macro level conversation that we can have uh, now that we've done the important parts about the micro level part, which is so immediate support for people in a traumatic situation. Um, if you want to be trained as an EMT, 
and ability to administer CPR. There are very easy trainings that you can go through. I'm going to link stopthebleed.org into the link in the description of this episode so that perhaps you too can learn a little bit more and acquire a new skill and perhaps save someone's life. I've witnessed people whose lives have been saved by administering immediate aid, and so there are many opportunities to get trained as such. And I know many people who have gone through this training. It doesn't take a lot of time, and it's a useful skill to have in your arsenal. It takes, as far as I'm aware, less than 10 hours in order to get trained to potentially save a life. So, I am going to link stopthebleed.org and possible training for people into this episode. As we were recording, Damar Hamlin's friend and marketing representative Jordan Rooney released an update on his status. Uh, This is from his Twitter account at 7.31 p.m. West Coast time on January 2nd. This is approximately an hour and 30 minutes after Damar Hamlin's initial collapse on the field in Cincinnati. Quote, update on Damar Hamlin. His vitals are back to normal and they have put him to sleep to put a breathing tube down his throat. They are currently running tests. We will provide updates as we have them. End quote. As more information comes in over the next few days, we'll present that to you. And certainly in the next 24 hours, I'm sure there will be new developments with which other reputable news outlets will be bringing information forward. I wish that I had more information with which to present to you. I will reiterate the points from earlier, which is uh, empathy and care in the absence of information, especially for those personally afflicted, are incredibly important in this moment. So... With that being said, uh, we will talk to you again tomorrow and hope that you all take it easy.